0: The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com.
1: One of the biggest problems that people have today in their relationship with God is that you know, we've been taught to pray, we've been taught that we can ask God to help us, and then He doesn't seem to come through. I believe that this is one of the reasons why there are so many people today who have left the faith. I think a lot of people who grew up in the faith went to church because they were supposed to. Went to church because their parents took them to church. And the parents took them to church because they promised in the wedding ceremony or before the wedding ceremony, they told the priest that, uh, who asked them, I mean, this was a requirement, will you raise the children in the faith? in order to get married in the church you need to make this promise and so people made that promise and many people kept that promise they took it seriously and there's a lot of history of seeing that if we don't go to church we're in danger of going to hell. The church used to teach and we haven't heard it for a long time, at least not very often in, in not very many places that it's a mortal sin to miss Mass, to miss Sunday Mass. And it's true. Um, And a mortal sin means that we are killing our soul. And when we are killing our soul, because we're killing our relationship with God, we're dividing ourselves from God, then we are heading towards hell. And you know, maybe our salvation truly is at risk. But we don't hear much talk about that anymore. And let me let me just add here that the reason why missing mass is a mortal sin is because we are choosing something other than God to be the most important part of our week, the most important part of our our weekends. The Sunday, the Sunday Mass is is the both the end of the week and the beginning of the new week. You know, the it's it's liturgically considered the eighth day of the week. It's both the wrapping up of the old and the beginning of the new and it's the Lord's it's a celebration of the Lord's resurrection it's a celebration of Jesus died for us to rescue us from eternal death rescue us from hell rescue us from our sins that separate us from God and therefore put us on the path to hell and to to celebrate that not only did he die for us but he rose again because he is God, God Almighty, and therefore missing Sunday Mass by our own volition, our own free will, not because we're sick or we wanted to get there and something important interfered, like um, you know, traffic, a, a traffic jam because somebody had an accident or. Um, you know, a problem in the family that you all of a sudden had to attend to. If of our own free will, we decide that something is more important than what Jesus did for us on Good Friday and what what God did in raising Jesus from the dead, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, you know, raising Jesus, God the Son, from the dead so that Jesus could lead us to heaven and give us resurrection from death. Uh, if we if we choose to separate ourselves from that we are on the path to hell we are exactly where the demons want us to be so I believe that one of the reasons why people find it easy today to overlook the fact that it's mortal sin other than the fact that we are not hearing it preached we're not hearing it taught often enough in church settings Now we're in a time when there's a lot of people who aren't even at church. And you know what? Talking to them about mortal sin. You know, if you have a loved one who has left the faith or is not going to church, and you know, talking to them about mortal sin isn't going to convince them. The days are gone when the guilt trip of mortal sin, you know, telling them that they're going to hell is not going to work. Uh, And you know what guilt is not the way God works anyways the Holy Spirit convicts our hearts But he doesn't lay guilt trips on us, and he doesn't want us to lay guilt trips on others, and it doesn't work What works is helping people understand that God really loves them so much that Jesus died for them And that Jesus was resurrected from the dead to lead them to heaven that God cares so much that he will prove that he is real If people say God help me God says okay you know I will show you that I care I will show you that I'm real so that you will embrace me and 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 follow me to heaven accept the gifts that I've given you and accept the teachings that I that I give you which are the teachings of holiness teachings of how to be like Christ to follow Christ to heaven we have to become like Christ, which is why he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us. It's the Spirit of Christ. It empowers us when we have the Spirit of Christ in us, we can be holy. We can be the saints that God created us to be. You know, in our baptism, when we're baptized, the old human, strictly human ways are gone. The 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 chains of original sin, the the sin of Adam and Eve, which is the turning away from God, the the not trusting God, the not obeying God, when when, uh, we're baptized, that is wiped away. We're washed clean of that. We're given a fresh start. We are like Adam and Eve before they sinned. And that means we are saints. But we have to spend the rest of our lives learning how to and choosing, willfully choosing God over worldly ways. God over sins. Holiness over sins. And to do that, we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit so that we can live the holy life. Okay? We have the Holy Spirit so that we can be holy. But that's the plan of God on how to get to heaven yet so many of us so many people today are not believing that plan not interested in that plan and in my observation there's many causes for this there's 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 so many sociological effects on that have, that have caused this there's so much worldliness that there's so much Satan, so satanic things going on in our world, enticing people uh, to believe what is false. You know, we live in an age where the the communication of what is false, the communication that leads us away from God, is so much more prevalent, so much in all of our lives. You know, through all kinds of media. But other than that, getting down to the bottom of it, why do people believe these worldly lies? Because Satan is telling us that G- that Jesus doesn't really care for us. The, that Him dying on the cross, let's not even think about that, it's irrelevant to your life. You know, and that, that God the Father doesn't really care. That the Holy Spirit isn't a spirit of power, it's a spirit of guilt. You know, you're not holy, so you know, you're not doing things my way, so you're a bad person. Jesus said that Satan is the accuser. God is not the accuser. God tells us how to live and invites us to live that way and gives us reason to live that way. This is what's going to get us to heaven, following Jesus, following in the footsteps of Jesus, imitating Jesus, living the way Jesus tells us to live, and accepting that he died for us, rose from the dead, and then gave us the Holy Spirit to make all of this holy living possible. And for us to get to heaven even though we're imperfectly holy as long as we desire to spend eternity with Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. There is so much unbelief today in God's desire to help us in God's desire to to come to our aid that you know that even when we ask for his help there's a lot of times that it seems like he's not helping, right? Let's just take a look at what's going on in your life because when you get more in touch with how God is working in your life, then you have a powerful tool, your witness, your testimony, to help unbelievers come into belief and to help doubters grow in faith and to help people who aren't going to church find reason to go to church. Reason other than the idea of they're going to go to hell because as I said and as you know, that's not, you know, that's not bringing people to church today. Not not everybody that we would like to see in church. So in your own life, how often has God let you down? You know, we, we know, if, if we have faith, if we are following Christ, we say, well, he hasn't really let me down, he just hasn't answered my prayer yet, or um, he, the answer is no, or, or or maybe I'm just not praying rightly, and maybe my faith isn't strong enough, because, you know, Jesus said, if your faith is the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to go into the sea, and it will. You can tell this fig tree to be uprooted and, and go into the sea, and it will. You know he, he gave us these examples and I don't have the faith of a mustard seed do you you know how mustard seeds are one of the tiniest seeds which is why Jesus used that as an as a as a comparison and analogy and yet you know I have not moved mountains well wait a minute maybe Jesus wasn't being literal how many times have we moved mountains of obstacles because we have God in our lives. You know, for example, the house that I live in now that my husband and I built several years ago. And we built it with a design that we could take my parents into it so that we could care for them in in their old age and and you know, it's it, it There were many reasons why we wanted to build this house and we prayed about it and God helped things fall into place to get this house construction started. And then we had all kinds of obstacles, I mean, so many obstacles, so huge obstacles that there were several times that we thought this house wasn't going to get built. what, What kept my faith going? What kept the project going was the remembrance of how God helped things fall into place at the very beginning. You know His hand was so obviously there at the beginning that, that when we faced these mountains of obstacles, we were able to trust that God was going to move the mountain. Our faith was strong enough to move that mountain, and you know, there's many stories I could share, I don't want to get into that right now, but trust me, there were mountains that got moved in that, and so to have the kind of faith that can move mountains, we need to be able to know that God is somebody that we can lean on, and when prayers don't seem to be answered, because you know, those mountains didn't get moved right away. As soon as another obstacle came up, Ralph and I ran to to the Lord in prayer, and we went through days and weeks, and in some cases even months, waiting to see how God was going to resolve this, waiting to see what was the answer, what was the way around the obstacle, or what was the way through the obstacle, what was the way to move that mountain. And in that time, in that what felt like a delay, it was a time of trusting God beyond all evidence and This is what God wants If You are experiencing any delay in God answering your prayers It's not because he's saying no. It's not because he's not paying attention. It's not because he's abandoned you It's because he's saying come closer he's saying I'm inviting you to lean on me harder. Let me give you an example. I'd like to share a quote from Saint Nihilus of Sinai. He was a saint who lived in the early 400s. He said, Do not grieve if you do not at once receive from God that which you ask. He wishes to benefit you still more by making you persist longer In your patient prayer before him for what can be higher than to address one's conversation to God and be in communion with him so you see when there's a delay in God answering our prayers there's two things going on at the same time one is the devil is saying God doesn't care God doesn't care about this prayer request he's not going to answer this prayer and God is saying lean in harder on me. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time with me. Satan's trying to push us away from God by saying God is away from us. And God is saying, come closer. We choose which message to believe. It's up to us to choose. Who are we going to follow? Are we going to follow Satan's path? And believe that God doesn't care, or are we going to follow God despite the evidence around us? Because this is what God is saying. He's saying there's too many people, and there's too many times in your own life where you're straddling a fence, where you're partly in the world, and you're partly in the kingdom of God, and God is saying, lean on me harder. I need you fully on my side. I need you fully committed to following my teachings i need you fully committed to to being my beloved to being my daughter my son i need you fully committed to that life and let me read to you what jesus said i'm reminded that jesus said that we are to love god with our whole heart our whole mind and our whole soul that is part of it but let me go into something that he talked about that shows how that's done. Okay, this is from Luke chapter 18. Then he told them a parable about the necessity to pray always without growing weary. He said, there was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to say to him, render a just decision against my adversary. Help me. have an adversary who is causing me problems and is being unjust towards me. Help me. For a long time, Jesus said, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, while it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, including this lady, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. You know, he's afraid of getting punched in the nose by this lady. The Lord said, pay attention to what this dishonest judge says. will not God be even better than that judge? Will not God secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? Now this was a rhetorical question. Everybody was supposed to know the answer is no. God is not going to delay. God is better than that dishonest judge. So if the dishonest judge is finally going to give the woman what she wants, what she's been asking for, begging for, and in need of, because it's justice that she she's asking for something that, that's right to receive. And And Jesus is saying, God is greater than this, of course. So remember, if a human being can finally be persuaded to do what is right, God's going to, you know, God doesn't even need the persuasion. He is so much better than that. So, persist in prayer, not because God needs to be persuaded, but because God cares. God already is concerned about the injustice. God already is concerned about your needs. And his, his final sentence in this, as he's, as he's talking to us about the need to be persistent in prayer, he says, But... When the Son of Man comes, he's talking about the second coming of Christ, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faithfulness in us? Will he find that while we've been persisting in prayer, we continued to believe that God cares? That's the challenge God is saying, lean in on me harder. Now, how do we do that? How do we lean harder on God? Well, first of all, if daily Mass is available to you, get to it. Not only Sunday Mass, but daily Mass. Because in that Mass, the whole Mass is designed to, to connect us, unite us, reunite us to God in a most intimate way, you know, from the from you know, the first part of Mass, where we come and gather as a community, and and we go through the penitential rite, and and we go through the Eucharistic prayers, and we watch the bread and the wine being transformed into being actually Jesus Himself coming to us, um, and and we receive Jesus into us, uh, you know, all of Jesus into us, uh, and and He transforms us through the Mass, and you know. To understand that, if you haven't yet listened to my earlier podcast series on, on going deeper into Holy Mass, please go listen to that so that you can understand better why it makes such a difference to go to Mass. How God becomes so much more present to us and we become so much more present to God and everything that he wants to give to us. It opens so many doors for us when we go to Mass. And going to Daily Mass just repeats that process and deepens it all week long. Spending more time in prayer, spending more time reading scripture. One of the most popular things that we do at Good News Ministries, and we've been doing this since 1999, is publishing reflections on the readings of Daily Mass and Sunday Mass. And applying those readings to the struggles that you face, to the challenges that you deal with in everyday life. This is popular because this is helping people, and they tell me this down through the years I've been hearing it over and over again. This is helping people build their faith in God, especially during the troubling times when Satan is whispering or shouting at them, don't trust God, he's abandoned you, he doesn't care about you, he's rejecting your prayer request so whatever it takes and these reflections by the way that we send out from good news ministries from our website they're available you can read it on the website you can you can have it texted to you you can have it emailed to you you can listen to the podcast version of it because at breadboxmedia.com where, where this footsteps to heaven podcast is hosted we also have the good news reflections hosted so in whatever way works best for you we've got it there for you so that you can move mountains so that you can lean in on God harder and have that faith that God is inviting you to during the times you are waiting for your prayers to be answered God says persist in the prayers you know I asked him one time I've been praying for whatever it was I was praying for, for a very long time, every day, faithfully. You know, Am I doing it too often, Lord? Should I just say, okay, it's in your hands. I don't need to remember it in my daily prayers because, because, I'm, because if I keep praying it, I'm, I'm distrusting you, Lord. You know, I, I feel like I have to make it happen by praying it again. And the answer that came to me, and it came to me gradually over the course of the next several days and months through various sources, including spent time in prayer, spent in during daily mass, um, in, in reading scripture, and so forth. The answer he gave me is that praying every day is valuable. And we don't do it because we don't think God has heard us yet. We don't think... We don't do it because we think that, that God is, needs us to keep reminding Him of this prayer request. But we do it to lean in on God harder. We do it to trust Him more. We do it to spend more time with Him. And ideally, the best way to do it is to lift up the same prayer request over and over again but in a conversational way. And you know, no two conversations with God are exactly the same. We do it by lifting up the prayer request while we are reading a scripture that reinforces that God cares about this prayer request. Um, Or we, we listen to a song, a praise and worship song, and sing with it, applying it, to our prayer request or and or we we sit quietly we tell God you know here's how I feel about this prayer request today what do you want to teach me this is what God is asking you my friend spend time more time talking to him about what he has not yet done that you've been waiting for him to do Talking to him about the other people who are affected by your prayer request. And listening to him tell you how he cares about them too. And maybe he's saying that the delay is for their benefit. He's working a plan that while you have the faith and you're ready for this prayer to be answered, they're not ready yet. And if God answers your prayer right now, they're going to miss out on something important, something that could affect them for the rest of eternity. Listen to God. And in order to be able to have that kind of rapport with God in your daily prayers, leaning in on Him harder, getting deeper with God, increasing your relationship, building your faith. And, you know, I I shouldn't be saying building your faith because... We don't build our faith. Faith is a free gift of the Holy Spirit. But yes, we do things that help release that faith in us, and it feels like our faith is being built, therefore. So, what's what's a faith builder in your life? Do it. Do it often. And in order to, to lean in on God more, we really need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, first of all, because it means that we accept what he did for us on the cross, and that his resurrection is going to bring us to resurrection if we choose to follow him. It also means we need a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, whom he gave us. The third person of the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, was given to us to live the life that Jesus says is the life we have to live in order to follow him. The Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to Hear God the Father speak to us when we say, Lord, why haven't you answered this prayer yet? We need a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. So pray this prayer with me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, renew my life. Renew my faith build up my faith help me to receive the gift of faith in the fullness that you want me to have it come Holy Spirit I want to have a personal relationship with you come Holy Spirit anoint me in a special way Jesus said that he came to baptize with fire and Holy Spirit you are that fire that he wanted to set upon the earth set your fire in me Enliven that fire in me, set me on fire with your Holy Spirit overflowing from me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me with your gifts. Come Holy Spirit, fill me with your fruits, the fruits of living the Christian life. And that includes being able to move mountains. Come Holy Spirit, help me to hear God the Father speaking to me. Come, Holy Spirit, help me see Jesus leading me in the way to go. Come, Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at GNM.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit GNM.org
1: today.